If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 391 for April 30th, 2019. Coming up on the show this week, we'll talk about the pop culture weekend that was. But more importantly, in Xbox news, we've got Games with Gold for May, some new games getting added to Game Pass for May, the release date and cover athlete for Madden NFL 20, some BlizzCon news, the top-selling games of March, and more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey with you alongside Brandon Tyrell. Hello, hello. It's hello. a little uh, skeleton crew today. Yeah, it's just us. Just uh, the two man. Just, it's, it's like a morning radio show. Yeah. Just, uh, What's happening, Ryan? Like, <laughs> like bean and stalk in the yeah. morning. <laughs> bean and stalk. Jack is out, and so is Giant. Sully and the Yeti, <laughs> only on IGN Radio. Exactly. Coming at you every morning. Coming at you morning. Yeah. <laughs> For your drive time and entertainment. You have a good radio voice, man. It's, uh, it's the calling that I never answered. Yeah. 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 Shock jocks. Uh, yeah, just a little light, just a intimate one-on-one convo you know, about Xbox. I think about that sometimes because I did like a semester of college radio and always regretted not doing more because it was fun. I don't know. I actually don't even. Were you actually like back? Were you on the mic at like two in the morning, or, or were you like that guy who just pulled records and stuff? Not like I did. I had a couple of air shifts, but that was about. It was just. It was weird. Like you were supposed to. You were supposed to like basically have to earn your way on the air yeah, by like kind yeah. of sort of apprenticing as it were yeah. and then eventually and I just I think I was just annoyed at having to appr- do the do the leg do work do the actual work <laughs> and so I but but then the like the first day uh I was supposed to you know just be there helping and the hosts didn't show up Oh. So they threw me on the air. It is college. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's, there may be a tape at. Uh, I don't remember the the, uh, whatever the AM. It's not the call sign. It's the, it, whatever the the, the, the frequency. Yeah, the frequency number. Yeah. But it's, it was the blaze. The at, blaze. The blaze at, at ASU radio, which probably had a signal strong enough to go like just to campus. Yeah. And no further <laughs> just than that. Slightly outside school property. But, yeah. There may be a tape of of me. 
somewhere in existence that no one has. Fire up your morning with the blade. <laughs> yeah. Light it up. <laughs> What's up, Sun Devils? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, that makes anyway. sense. Okay, let's blaze up some uh, Xbox news. Yeah, if uh, I guess we can. No, but it's so we got we got uh, Destin down in Los Angeles at a Borderlands Three event. Right. So if you're listening, I don't know what day you're listening, but Wednesday, look for tune into IGN. Destin is going to be live streaming mm-hmm. Borderlands Three from the Borderlands Three event. We're also carrying the main presentation from Gearbox here on IGN along with a pre-show. So a whole fun day of, uh, lead up. Yeah, yeah. of Borderlands 3. So that's going to be fun. And then Miranda is traveling back from Japan. Japan. She was, she was in her uh, her happy place in yes. Japan. Yeah. Her pictures from the, the Pokemon Cafe. Oh, are we allowed to talk about what she was doing out there? I have no idea, but I'm just... I know she posted the Pokemon Cafe pictures on Twitter. So. Okay, so she really was in her happy place. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. So... Um, she is not with us this morning. So, and everybody else is either stuck in traffic. There was a bad accident on the bridge, yeah, or is just crazy busy. Because guess what? We're T minus five weeks from the Electronic Entertainment Expo oh 2019 edition. Oh so you're stuck with Brandon and I. This is it. It's just I mean, I'd like to think of it as you get more helpings of what you really love. Right. right? It's just the we're steak the and two, potatoes. We're the two scoops <laughs> in the brand. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, what a terrible analogy. Yeah. And, it, and compounding it is this is probably the lightest Xbox Newsweek in recent memory. Yeah. There's just there's, there's not a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, so I'll we'll, we're not going to talk spoilers for the but man, but what a pop culture weekend that was. Oh my that god! Like weekend. in a four day span, you had some of the biggest entertainment properties like popping off with their biggest entries. Like obviously, Game of Thrones wasn't this season end, but it was something that people major payoff had been yeah. building up to for yeah. eight years yeah. and then marvel you know drops the final movie in their 10 year cycle um and then take it a step further later this year star wars episode 9 comes out bringing the skywalker saga to yeah. a close yeah think about how long it's going to be before we get another entertainment year like 2019 that's true i mean star wars i mean yeah star wars will go on just as marvel will oh, they'll but... do a ton of spin-offs and all that but this is like the core this is the core Skywalker saga. Right, and that's the that's the point I was going to make is that, you know, and I'm not comparing them, I'm not saying one is better, but, you know, Marvel, 22 movies, 11 years paying off with Endgame. Uh, a little slower burn for Star Wars, but yeah. 40 <laughs> years, 40, 40 years worth yeah. of storytelling Jeez. coming to an end with, uh, with Episode Nine before they, you know, venture off with Ryan Johnson's trilogy mm-hmm. and The Mandalorian, Mandalorian. And, and all the various uh, forks and branches that... That will that will come off of Star Wars moving forward. Am I am I misremembering? I thought I read somewhere that the showrunners for Game of Thrones, DB Weiss and David Benioff, mm-hmm. were talking about doing something Star Wars related. Oh, that's right. No, you're a hundred percent right. Okay. They're 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 the ones I was forgetting. Yeah. So was, they, yeah, there was Ryan Johnson and them. I yeah, they they were talking about. I think it's a trilogy. Getting their believe, own trilogy. Right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, you're. I, I'm always nervous when I'm Thank like. Thank for think, remembering I that. Cause, I yeah. That. I, I could remember, and then yeah, the Mandalorian with, uh, of course, uh, John Favreau. Yeah, and Pedro Pascal. Yes, so who also in Game of Thrones. Oh my God, it's all coming together. <laughs> Good stuff. 
Um, anyway, real quick before we get rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you just looked at the notes. Yeah, I just read the next bullet point. Okay. We can't forget the real, true, one pop culture moment to rule them all from the last week. The biggest story of the week. And it is video game related. And it is the first (laughs) official trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I haven't watched this yet. Oh, What? Oh, okay. Well, you're going to watch it right now. Oh, my God. Are we getting... No, so, I don't... <laughs> okay. All right. You got to... I mean, if and if anyone out there hasn't watched it yet, pause this right now and go to YouTube and just go watch the Sonic Here's, here's the thing is I went to IGN.com. We're going to do your live reactions to it Little right website. Now. And yeah. I saw the picture in our decks, right? The, yep. the, the four Yeah, the co- promotional the image. The four-cover yep. image on the front of the page. Uh, and I saw the picture of Sonic the Hedgehog, and I immediately thought of those fish in the bottom of the sea that have a mouthful of human teeth that should not exist. <laughs> it's like an accident of God. Okay, so try to keep this kind of near the mic. Okay. I want to. I want. I want to hear your reactions to this because right. sorry, this is so good. This is two minutes and forty-seven seconds. Here goes Brandon. Sorry for audio quality. All right. We open on a country road. 760 miles an hour. Dude, is that? I'm watching your face right now. Is that Cyclops? Yeah, it's him. Oh, my God. I'm going to get nausea just watching this. Oh, he's got little hands. (laughs) Wait for it. Wait for it. (laughs) Oh, my God. What is that face? Oh, he broke sound barriers. What? <laughs> Gangster's Paradise? Yes. <laughs> you know, had <laughs> someone said, we're going to marry Sonic and Coolio, I, who is that villain? Oh, my God. Is that? Yeah. It's a full ham Jim Carrey performance. He's going ham. I don't even know what to say. The disparity between us is too vast to modify. Agent Stump, the doctor thinks you're basic. Listen, I'm sorry, Major. Okay, so this is a comedy. Nobody cares. <laughs> I have no. I, I'm more excited for this now than I was. Uh, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is awful. Oh, Sonic. <laughs> Hopefully, Oculio won't sue us for this podcast. Yeah. This episode will get taken down for sure. No, but thank you for asking. Gee, what is going on? Uh-oh. Whatever this creature is, our job is to secure it. Okay, so the only way this works is if... I imagine you have to watch this totally blasted out of your mind, right? Like, that's the only way this movie works. You're not the first to suggest that. Has a genesis. The tagline. <laughs> oh, it's so punny. <laughs> Look at this. I took nine million steps today. All right. It, it seems slightly self-aware, which I appreciate. Mm, I can't. I can't get down on that Coolio track, though. He's in a bag right now. No. I mean, yes, it's a child, but it's not mine. It's not your child. It smells like body spraying an old ham sandwich. 
All right. <laughs> right? Oh. So And there's a stinger. Oh, okay. He went full on Dr. Full Robotnik, yeah. Yeah. So I am 100% going to see that in the theater. Yeah, I am. With I'm, friends. Uh-huh. That is going to be really good. I That's don't. That's going to be. That is, that is high art, that trailer. I don't know if they're. It's high art. You can't convince me otherwise. I don't know if they're supposed to be serious or if they're sort of taking the piss out of themselves or some combination thereof. I think it's somehow both. And they've managed to achieve cinematic nirvana with this film. I think you really need to pump the brakes on <laughs> the high praise over there, Ryan, because what I just saw. OK, I'm 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 on board in the way that I'm on board with a Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie or I'm on board the way I am when I watch my literal favorite movie of all time, which is Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. I watch that because it is just so bad that it's so good. <laughs> and I'm really hoping it, it hits that it's that level. Uh, there's a there's a very fine line between taking yourself totally seriously and yeah. knowing that you are just asinine. Yeah. And then taking yourself totally seriously and not realizing just what a what, what <laughs> dump, <you've> done <laughs> dumpster fire of a situation you've put together is. Uh, but you throw what's his name? I want to say James, James Mars- Marsden. You got it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I thought I, I always say, I always think it's James Marsden, and then I think no, that's James Marsden. Oh, that was the Red Dead guy. <laughs> uh, but you have James Marsden. Well, he and he's also in, he was in Westworld, of course, too, or is in Westworld. Yeah, I didn't watch the second. I, I got two episodes into the second season. Well, anyway, you've seen him. He's in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you have James Marsden, Jim Carrey. That's great. Who is the voice of Sonic? Uh, I forget the gentleman's name. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think he's done various cartoon voice stuff before. Yeah. I just can't remember the actor's name. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the first, like, all-out Jim Carrey performance like this in a long time. The Mask? Long time. Was was Pet Detective 2 after The Mask or before The Mask? Oh, that was after. After The Mask, okay. No, I mean, he he did uh, Dumb and Dumber 2, which broke my heart because it was terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, He and Jeff Daniels were... There's something about that movie... It felt like they were doing impressions of themselves yeah. doing the characters. Too far removed. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, and then he, Jim Carrey did the, uh, oh God, wasn't it the, Lem- the Lemony Snicket movie, I think. Well, oh, uh, yeah. So he was pretty over the top in that, but this is, yeah. so it's, it's been a while though. God, I forgot that was a movie before NPH the, the, took over yeah. the villain role in the TV show. That's uh, Neil Patrick Harris, for those of you. Uh, we we acronym. We go, we, you know, we go way back. <laughs> we go way back. Yeah. Anyway, uh, video games. So we've got Sonic <laughs> yeah, now that Now that the Sonic cast is over. Uh, and, also, uh, that face is just haunting. But here's the thing is, like, all the shit everyone was talking about it this morning, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, it, it actually seems a little self-aware and kind of fun. Yeah, I, I just think it is – it's occupying – that trailer occupies some weird space between. I'm not saying it's good, yeah. but it's also just not. <laughs> well, don't. Not, yeah, don't say it's good. It's like this weird cheese nirvana mm-hmm. that it seems cheese to ball. have. It's cheese ball. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I want to see that movie. Yeah. I want to see what 80 or 90 minutes of that is. <laughs> well, I, I mean, <laughs> do you like I do? Here's the thing. It's one of those. It's one. Of, I bet it's one of those movies where like two minutes is is really all the good stuff. You and know? Uh, you're maybe it maybe you just have to be hammered. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Don't like, drink and drive. Don't 
drink and watch Sonic. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, maybe you have to. Maybe that's a prerequisite. You have to hit a breathalyzer before you go into the movie. Um, here's my problem is I know already from watching the trailer that it's going to be one of those movies. It's going to try to have a heart, you know? Oh, of course. Where Sonic's going to, like, overcome and they're going to realize that the, the power was friendship inside us all along. And then at that point, it's going to lose its, its on-the-nose edge. And I'm just going to be like, well, that's... That's not a also. That's not a fun experience. <laughs> remember, uh, kids are probably going to love it and have a great time with it, and not a cynical old. I don't know though. I, it seemed like that was aimed toward a more mature audience. I don't know. The end of the trailer <laughs> ended with a kidnapping gag, a child abduction joke well, okay. at the end of the trailer. So, like, <laughs> I feel like they're they're gauging toward the nostalgia, cynical old farts like us <laughs> in our thirties. Uh, so there you go, Sonic the Hedgehog. Coming soon, along with... Man, aren't you guys glad you tuned in today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then finally, before we get to the news proper, uh, a quick apology. Last week, I left out in the uh, backwards compatibility Xbox One X enhancement portion of the show. Mm -hmm. I somehow left out Ninja Gaiden 2. One of the... Only one of the most requested games. Yeah, and would have fit right in last week when I was talking about how they were all made for me. They yeah. were all done for all those, the Splinter Cells, mm-hmm. and I forget what the other couple games you, were. I thought you mentioned it, but yeah. It, Ninja Gaiden 2. It sort of headlined that whole wave. Yeah. And uh, uh, CJ, who is one of the producers here and all-around great guy, Yes, uh, used to be, I don't know if this is the right term, but player. professional? Competitive, we can say that. I like, think I he's I won has money. Has he won money? I think he's that won makes him money. A professional. Yeah. Uh, he played Ninja Gaiden competitively at a incredibly high level, if not the best in the world at one point, like in the top two or three at one point. Yeah. So uh, he was just vibrating the entire day after <laughs> after that announcement dropped. And Ninja Gaiden 2, is it as good as Ninja Gaiden 1 slash Ninja Gaiden Black? No, nothing is. Mm. But it is, 2 is really good. Yeah. It's excellent. Um, very worth playing. I reviewed it for OXM way back in the day. And it's outstanding. It's just great weapons, great action. So give it a look if you uh, if you never played it. All right, let's move on to the news. Games with gold for May. <laughs> Kicking us off right here on the Blaze. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the Blaze. Yeah, fortunately, the... 4.20 um, a.m. on your oh, dial. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> it just writes itself. <laughs> What's up, Sun Devils, if you're just waking up or haven't been to bed yet? <laughs> AM 4.20 FM 69.69. <laughs> Home of nice. <laughs> Uh, fortunately, the <laughs> to pull us out of this nose dive, <laughs> Games with Gold was announced this week. Yes, what have we got? Uh, so this week, uh, or this I'm month. sorry, this month, again, very early morning for me. Uh, it's 11.30 a.m. No, I was up early. <clears throat> Low energy. I'm, try- I'm, 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 I'm pumped up. I'm trying to bring it. Uh, Mar- you got to go full Bane. Just turn up the dial on your, on your juice. <laughs> Maroonas on Xbox no, One. No, Bane. Batman villain Bane hulks out on... That was my Bane. <laughs> that was it? That was my Bane. That was it? <laughs> the Maroonos are on Xbox. <laughs> no? Is that... Is that oh, There's a little Deckard Kane, isn't was... it? <laughs> Stay a while and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll break you, Batman. <laughs> 
All right, Marooners is out uh, as part of the games with gold on Xbox One all month long, May first to May thirty first. In addition, uh, <laughs> Golf Club twenty nineteen featuring PGA Tour uh, is coming to your Xbox One from May sixteenth to okay. through June fifteenth. Yep. So second half of the month. Yeah. Uh, EDF, also known as Earth Defense Force Insect Armageddon. Talk about cheese. This is intentional video game cheese. Oh, the, this the is EDF series. Yes, this is the Sonic the movie of video games. Uh, it's coming to your Xbox 360 and Xbox One via backward compatibility. Shout out to Jared Petty who loves this series. Uh, yeah, he really does. He does. I asked him once, I was like, why do you like it? He goes, you get to destroy big bugs. What's more to want? It's like, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, that's coming uh, first half of this month, May 1st to May 15th. Yes. And then Comic Jumper, uh, a little-known platforming action game made by Twisted, Twisted Pixel. Twisted Pixel, that's yeah. right. It was in the part of the – that was when they were just on fire. The oh, studio God. was yeah. just they – everything had, they touched turned to gold. Uh, yeah, it was Splosion Man and Misplosion Man. Man. Uh, I mean, they kicked it off. Their first game was not as, like, universally <laughs> beloved. I loved it, but The Maw. Yeah, I remember The Maw. Yeah, The Maw, and then I think Splosion Man might have been next – and then, anyway, I don't remember the chronology, but you're yeah. yeah. And then there was Miss. Splo- they did the Pac Man thing. I think Miss Explosion Man was after, so it was a little better than the first. They elaborated yes. on stuff similar to the way Pac Man and Miss Pac Man worked. Um, and then it was Comic Jumper, mm-hmm. and then there. I know there's one in between there. I want to say there was something with like a barbarian, but eventually they went on to make that motorcycle game, the Sentient Motorcycle, which was. Uh, Loco cycle. Fine. No, it wasn't. It was fine. And then Microsoft parted ways with them. They did. And they're but they're they've been making actually a couple of cool VR games. Oh, uh, are, they, are they in the VR um, space now? Yes, they've been working with Oculus first as an Oculus first party studio. Interesting. Okay. They did um, crap. Now I can't remember Wait, the name. First of it. party. Yeah, or like second party? Oculus published. So oh, okay. A first party Oculus game. Oh, okay. All right. You know I, see. What I, mean? I, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Published General, by Oculus. But they're fun, not funded by Oculus. They're not owned by Oculus. No. Right. Okay. No, it was. Um, I, dang it. Can't remember the name of the game. It's a black and white first person, like Hitchcocky. Swan. <laughs> horror game. And it's, it was pretty cool. A Hitchcock. Hitchcock so, someone's game. Gonna, Interesting. Someone's okay. going to tweet it at me. I'm going to look yeah. it up so that people don't have to tweet at me. But um, yeah, Comic Jumper is, I think, the highlight. Yeah, it's a it's a really fun action like sort of uh, I don't I don't know if you want to call it contra style or something, but it's it's comic book esque where the game takes place in a series of like panels and and all the cutscenes are in comic book panels and it's it's also self aware. There's a wisecrack and sidekick and it's a lot of fun. Um, Wilson's Heart, Wilson's oh, Heart, I do remember their VR that. game, yeah. and they're they're uh, they're working on a new game which is like a, a James Bond spy VR game. First person, oh, that's cool. Uh, called Defector, which I have played, and it, the bit I played was really fun. We're gonna get a lot of those coming out. Yeah, I was on a, you're on a, you're on a, the, the demo level I played. You're on a plane, and you can you have to work your way through. It's like shoot, shoot your way through, and then like do a a conversation based kind of RPG sit down moment with the bad guy, where you have to you have to know what to say. Like you have to. It's a, it's a, oh, it's a, a word puzzle, basically. I see. Okay. And then you jump out of the plane, and it's so it, it, it was fun. I can't wait to play more. Parachute to safety, martini in hand? No, you actually jump to another um, plane. Of course. So it's more Mission <laughs> Impossible. Kind of, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Comic Jumper out on Xbox 360 and Xbox One via backward compatibility again. Uh, second half of this month through the end of the month, May 16th to May 31st. Um, 
I think Ryan's right. Comic Jumper is probably the highlight of I'm this. I'm the only one here. <clears throat> yeah. You can just say you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's so weird. We don't have to clarify anymore. You don't have to refer to me in third person. <laughs> you can switch to second That's person. true, Ryan. Ryan had a good point uh, for the rest of the episode. Um, anyway, so there you go. There's your Games with Gold this month. That segment went on a little long, but... Right. Um, just take, us, take us right to the Game Pass. What's being added to game, for Game Pass <clears throat> subscribers this month? That's right. So this month, uh, or this coming month, May, is actually really good for Game Pass. Um, a lot of cool little titles coming. Uh, first and foremost, and probably the marquee one headlining this whole shebang, is um, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, is coming May 2nd. I still haven't finished it. I'm, ha- I'm literally like halfway through that game. I it's really good. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> started it. I, I, it's one of those games that I've been sitting on for a while um just so much else going on that but it, all the coverage from last year like i'm it's one of those games where i'm like oh i'm definitely going to play this it's just a matter of when yeah um and it looks like holding out might have been a good move because now i uh, i just get to play it for free on bam. game pass bam uh in addition to that a cool uh tactical what do you what would you call it Ta- uh, turn-based tactics file a uh, fighter-esque game called Wargroove. Uh, you may recognize it because it recently came out on Switch not too long ago. I think Tom Marks reviewed it and loved so. it. So if you're into, uh, what would you compare it to? Something like ActRaiser? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you're into those kind of like old JRPG-esque turn-based tactic games, um, Wargroove is a pretty uh, is a pretty cool get. Uh, they don't make too many of them like them anymore. Anyway, uh, the following, wow, not even following week, five days later, uh, a cool little game called For the King is coming to Xbox Game Pass. Straight in, too. Yeah, straight in on May 7th, ahead of its release date on May 10th, uh, which is interesting. For the King looks like a a really pretty uh, procedurally generated sort of fantasy RPG kind of game. Speaking my language, right? Yeah, yeah, and I've, I've been on this really big roguelike kick these days i'm talking slay the spire um battle brothers to some extent but darkest dungeon heat sink uh into the breach went back to ftl as well so all these cool little roguelike games have uh have 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 got me wanting the taste of it again Um, (laughs) and for the king looks like it'll it'll be right up my alley uh but also on may 7th you're going to get um surviving mars so it's got some crafting bits in it. Yeah, it's, is, it's like uh, a survival. It's a survival crafting kind of. Yeah, game. that's a turn off for me. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> as soon as you say crafting, I'm like I'm out. Uh, Tacoma, which I know you loved. Yes, very much. That is uh, from, of course, uh, the makers of Gone Home. Mm-hmm. And then Black Desert. Yeah, MMO. Yeah, it's an MMO. Go not, play it. Uh, it's very. It's a very very pretty MMO. It is. It's really gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's actually kind of interesting because. Xbox Live now has two or three or maybe even four full-fledged MMOs on it, which is not something I would ever find myself – thought I would find myself saying 10 years ago. I know. You know? Yeah, finally happened. Uh, cool. And then on May 16th, you have The Surge, which is a cool um, – I know it's it's super popular to say Dark Souls-esque kind of game, but it really, it really, really is. Um, I played the heck out of it and really liked it. Um, I don't think I reviewed it. Uh, I think JR reviewed it, but uh, it is good. It's sort of bare bonesy, but there's got there's some cool combat elements in that uh, that elevates it a little bit above just your standard sort of third person lock on action game. And then of course, Lego Batman Three is coming as well. Guaranteed family good times right there. Yep. Any any of the Traveler's Tales Lego games guaranteed to be fun for the family. Yeah, yeah. I, they, might, uh, they might not be game of the year, but they're oh, it, literally always good. 
Oh, and no, I I loved them. I mean, I mean, they're the sense of humor in them is what I kind of like. Yeah, uh, they're you know for any for us like they're s- super easy, right? But um, they're really fun to play with with you know family members or friends. And I, I played uh, I think Lord of the Rings with my little cousin and yeah, had, had just a great time. Yeah, good stuff. All right, uh, moving forward. If you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I advise you to plug your ears or turn off the show now because your uh, 2019 NFL season is already in jeopardy. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Patrick Mahomes, your MVP quarterback, rising star, uh, had an unbelievable year last year. Yeah. He uh, is about to be stricken with some horrific season-ending mishap. (laughs) All right, before we get too far... (laughs) Uh, Patrick Mahomes will be your cover athlete for Madden 20. For Madden curse. It's not real. Actually, it might be real. Who was it? It was Antonio Brown last year? Uh, I don't actually don't remember. Is that 19 or 18? Anyway. Yeah, it could, there, could be, there could be something to it. It's, there has been over the years. Yeah. Who was it? Was it? I, I believe Vic kicked it off. Oh, yeah. Or no, no, no. Sorry. No, it went back further than him. But it's been a while. It's well, been a thing for Bra- quite a while. Brady was on the cover once, and I don't think he's— He didn't die. I don't think he's had a bad year. He's, he's had not great he's years, had, well, but— it, The one year where he he blew out his knee on that tackle oh, in, yeah. like, week one or yeah. something. That he, was it. He garoppoloed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I, uh, being a huge NFL fan, um, wish him the best— uh, my San Francisco 49ers. Put him in a put him in bubble wrap. Please. Only my San Francisco 49ers only play the Chiefs in preseason, so I don't really care if the dude continues to throw for 400 yards this year. <laughs> I, it won't affect you. Yeah, yeah. Unless they, you meet in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's that's a great point too. Uh, no, I don't. I don't wish. Look, God, those guys, their entire careers, their body. So I really hope he uh, he does not succumb to the curse and tear an ACL in week no, two. Yeah, we, we we want him to play well. The, the league is better off with him in it. For yeah, an active. Um, if you're a Raiders fan, though, <laughs> it might be a different story because you guys share a division. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Kansas City puts up 40 points no matter what, so we'll see. The last year of the Oakland Raiders before they yeah before they Vegas. go to Vegas. When I went to Dice for the Dice Summit, uh, and that's where I did like the Amy Hennig interview. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. I was staying at the Aria Hotel, and it's almost right across the freeway. I could just up a little ways. I could see it out my hotel room yeah. window. The they broke the, ground the, already. The, huh? Yeah, they've got like the skeleton basically mm, of the, the, foundation of the football stadium there. I saw a uh, artist rendering, or, or you know how the architect sure. or, or the the architect firm like makes a. This is what it'll look like when it's done. That yeah. thing looks like it a hundred percent belongs in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, it just lights and and it is a symphony of a building. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some cra- the, the the one that. Um, they're making it in Compton? Yeah, the L.A. Or one. Is it Compton or Crenshaw? Uh, can't remember. I don't know. The, out, just, you know, one of the L.A. suburbs. Yeah, it looks... It Wasn't looks it not far from like a like the old uh, Lakers Arena, somewhere over that way? Oh, the Staples Center? No, no, the old one. Oh, the I don't forum. know. I don't I know. Thought it was, I think it's somewhere over near the Forum, but anyway... Yeah, that the the renderings for that look crazy. Too. Yeah, it's got like a reflection pool in the front of it or something. And like, um, I think it's all glass or something. That's the outside of it. It might be the most because Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, where the Niners play, was at I believe the time it was built the most expensive stadium. Yeah, no, I know this. Uh, and I think, I both, think both LA and Vegas are going to be more. Expensive. I think they're they're both north of two billion. Jeez. I believe, which it's, is just unbelievable. It's like that. 
it's like in the UAE, it's the race to ha- see who has the tallest building. Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right. You're it's, totally right. So that's that's a good that's a good analogy. Um, anyway, sorry, so football talk. Just real quick, uh, some actual Madden news here. So Mahomes inspired and contributed to the face of the franchise. Uh, colon QB1, a new personalized career campaign that lets fans create their own college quarterback who plays through the college football national championship playoff, the NFL combine, the draft, and then a career as a starting quarterback for an NFL team. This sounds like a fun mode. This mode introduces a new scenario engine that generates unique playable scenarios, events, and dynamic challenges that creates the story of each fan's NFL career. Uh, that. I, that is a mode I would 100% play. That, yeah. That sounds cool. I mean, it seems like career mode sort of taken to the next natural conclusion of it, yeah, right? Like, Which it, it makes – okay, I might be misremembering this. Um, that happens quite often. But I believe NCAA and Madden one year had a thing where you can take your quarterback from NCAA and transport it into Madden. Yeah, I think I think that before Before EA lost the NCAA yeah. license. Um but it makes me wonder now, if you're playing through the college football national championship, how are you going to get the rights to those schools? Or it'll just be like... Oh, that's actually a great point. I hadn't even thought about that. Instead, it, like Clemson, it'll be something else, but their, their, yeah, logo, their, their logo will be a tiger or whatever. Yeah, maybe yeah. That's, that's a great point. Alabama will be just a little uh, wave of red. Yeah, EA, EA uh, very quietly walked away from all of their NCAA products yeah. after the Ed O'Bannon mm-hmm. lawsuit. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it's going to happen. It'll probably be the Red Rangers versus the Blue. You know, yeah, how they do that. Yeah, and then uh, another new feature: Superstar X Factor aims to bring NFL stars to life, demonstrating their unique abilities. Quote. The team this year wanted to ensure that the superstars of the NFL responded and played differently in all aspects of Madden, just as they do on the field every Sunday. We wanted to make sure the stars felt like stars, said executive producer Sean Grady. Uh, New player celebrations, run-pass option plays. That would be RPOs in Mm. football nomenclature. Boom. Nailed it. And unique playbooks are also coming for Madden NFL 20. So it sounds like good stuff. Madden's been solid, been excellent every year. Um, And we are coming up, Brandon, on my favorite time for sports video games, which is console generational shifts. Oh, yes. Because that's the one time where where we really – you know, it seems to me history historically it's been we get like a major technical leap yeah. in our sports games at console generational shifts, and then they spend basically the rest of the generation just refining just iterating yeah. from there. And uh, so, technically speaking, we're not. Or, uh, I guess gameplay wise, now is kind of the best time for pretty much all the sports. I mean, MLB The Show is mm. great this year. Madden's been good. FIFA. Um, they're pretty much all like great games right now. Yeah, from what I understand, they're consistently just yeah. just rock kind of rock solid. And and you can kind of say like, well, okay, so what are they doing different? Like they're not taking chances anymore, right? And so what do you what do you do differently? How do you elevate that series yeah. then um, without sort of risking the mold of what works? Yeah, I mean we've seen. I guess it was two or three years ago now the. The single player campaigns mm-hmm. that EA introduced, the uh, long the, shot, the long shot, yeah, and then um, whatever I forget what it was called in FIFA, where you you played the there was oh a whole, right it was it was called something else, but was that the one directed by Spike Lee or is that the long shot? I don't remember, okay. but they were both they're both excellent. They're, yeah. they're like actual single player campaigns with 
cinematics and yeah. and good stories. It was like a varsity, or at least Madden was like a varsity blues esque yes, sort exactly. of exactly. So that's that's been a cool innovation we've seen yeah. uh, this generation. But yeah, I am definitely going to be excited for. I guess it's going to be. Well, maybe next year's Madden, probably not, because uh, Madden comes out. Actually, that's the other part of the story that's now ties into my point is that Madden is out August 2nd, which is even, it's always been August, but never the beginning of August. That's like barely, that's training camp. Yeah. It's not even preseason. <clears throat> yeah, that's sort of a week after most teams go into training camp. Yeah, like so it's the last week of July. Slash training camp. Um, that's interesting. And I wonder, I, I imagine it has less to do with football <clears throat> and more to do with just the landscape of the video game industry has changed to the degree that there is no, okay, it's really, it's really popular in February and then it goes kind of quiet and then it kicks up again around August and right. then it really kicks in in October and then you have the holiday just mad rush in November. That's gone. Like That's true. there are no sort of dead times anymore except for June. July, June I would argue, July is still pretty quiet. It's still pretty quiet just because of E3. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder if they're, if they're coming in because Madden is – it seems like a safe bet. Uh, excuse me, safe bet. Madden consistently sells. Mm-hmm. They don't really need to market it more than they already do, and they don't need to compete against other people because if you like football and you like Madden and you buy it one year and you buy it the next year, you're probably going to buy it a third year. So just putting it out there where it doesn't have to compete against anything else, yeah, kind of the best thing you can do for it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, with the 360, we if me- this is if memory serves, I know the audience will correct me uh, very politely, I'm sure. Mm, on <laughs> but I think. Madden got because 360 the 360 came out in November, late November, November 22nd, mm-hmm. 2005. Oh, really? Wow, a, Ryan, when's your anniversary? Uh, what My <laughs> exactly? Uh, <laughs> I thought there was a didn't they do a Madden at 360 launch that you know obviously came out a few months after the original Xbox version did. I don't like, even I know, man. So two Maddens on two different consoles in one year. But my that, point- that would make sense. I think I was actually working at EA at that time. Mm-hmm. And I, I do remember there were SKUs for a bunch of games that were split. Yeah. My point being that I wonder if, if next year uh, there will be a Madden on Scarlet or not. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm or, sure, or, if I'm, it, or if we're going to have to wait till the following year. I'm 20, sure there will be. And I'm 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 hesitant to say that it'll be uh you know a a version of the game fully developed for that console but I'm sure it'll be like the Madden for the Xbox One but now with all this new RAM you know AI is even better it, hits that, are more brutal and realistic yeah um, but I don't think I mean maybe who knows the dev kits have already gone out I'm sure I'm sure developers are developing for new hardware already um, what I what I don't want to see with that franchise which always happens. You know, invariably, is that you begin developing for new hardware and then just scale it back for the old hardware. Well, you know, you have only have so many resources. It's right? true. Got to. It's true. So, but, but you're I right. Mean, the, the the last gen. Once the new generation's out, the last gen tends to get fewer resources and kind of kind of coasts on autopilot yeah, for a right. bit before eventually fading off and and you know then 100% of the resources go to the new gen. Which, you know, I don't think EA really has <clears throat> any place to... I mean, who, what, what do I know, right? Like, it's it's their company. But FIFA Ultimate Team and Madden... Like, FIFA and Madden are what makes money for that company, yes. right? Like, they are their 
the everything, breadwinners. Everything for the sake of those those franchises. Uh, so I think if you have any resources or, or any question about where to put resources, they go on those two franchises. That's true. Yeah. So we'll be keeping an eye on all things Madden, particularly yes. both this year and next. Some good stuff on tap for uh, for this year's game. Real quick, BlizzCon coming back to Anaheim November 1st and 2nd. You've been to previous years many times there. many many um, times i am a big fan of blizzard's games the reason that i mention this is because uh, of course i still <laughs> yeah. i love uh diablo 3 ultimate evil edition on xbox one it's just a tremendous release there's just it's it is the polished i mean they've even refined it since then with rise of the necromancer and mm-hmm. uh, a couple other releases uh, you know big updates but but what happened last year yeah, last year, <laughs> last year it didn't end so well for Blizzard. Yeah, uh, with the whole uh, mobile Diablo mobile game. So the reason I mentioned that BlizzCon will take place on November first and second is because uh, that means Diablo Four will be getting announced. Oh, on don't November say that! 1st don't say that! <laughs> because they can't. They they have to write. They know they they can't let this hang over their heads again. I don't know. Dude. They're going to have to have a proper announcement. Again, this is me speculating. This yeah. is not me knowing or revealing. <laughs> this isn't anything. this isn't gospel, but I don't know. I, I <laughs> you're not with me on this, huh? I don't think I'm with you. No, I don't. Huh? Uh, you think they're going to let it go another year? And man, I've spent quiet? so many years saying this is the year, and then I finally had the epiphany that Blizzard doesn't care. Like they just they they don't need to do anything outside of what's good for Blizzard. Oh, uh, but but they but they lost. Blizzard's been historically one of the developers with, I would argue, the most continuous and overall goodwill string from of, their community. String like of, the yeah. people love them, is yes. what I'm trying to say, and uh, they did not love that. People did not love them Diablo after that Mortal. Diablo thing. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I mean, and rightfully so. Here's the problem: it was less about the fact that Diablo Four wasn't announced, and more about the fact that they didn't message that. Exactly. Very well at all. Exactly. It was a. It was all a failure of just managing expectations. Yes. Um, and that's why I think they will. People are now expecting Diablo Four to be properly announced. I don't even know. It may. It might be the teaseriest of teaser trailers, but I think we get a proper official confirmation of Diablo Four or whatever its actual name is going to be at y- this BlizzCon. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, even as early as, or I'm sorry, even as late as last year, I think they were still hiring for that project. But I mean, you you saw Jason Trier's story after the fact when you know they, they were like they were thinking about announcing it then, yeah. and then they didn't at the last minute, and then they, we were left with that whole messaging. Yeah, after. well, I mean, I I don't think anyone wa- everyone wants to avoid a Metroid Prime situation, right? Where the announcement yeah. of your game is a logo that right fades in and out over this course of six seconds. Um, that's never a good way to announce a game. It's a great way to tell your fans, hey, we're still thinking about this and we're actively working on stuff for you. Um, I feel like if you announce Diablo 4 at this point, like you got to go big, right? You got to you gotta go, this is, especially coming off like Diablo 3's initially shaky launch, which has, you know, slowly- oh, that's way in the rear view mirror so, well, Yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, think about the last time they announced a Diablo game, Diablo Immortal. Think about the time before that, Diablo 3. You know, like these launches have never gone very well. Or Diablo 3's announcement didn't go badly. Its You're right, launch yeah. went bad. Its launch went badly. But think about, you know, those moments in the Diablo franchise. Yeah. You know, Diablo 3 was 
not a great game when it first started, uh, and it slowly evolved into probably one of the best ARPGs ever made. Absolutely, uh, I would. I feel safe saying. I mean, having put six hundred hours into Reaper of Souls since, uh, so I think if you announce a D four, like you have to announce it and you have to say this is why it's new and different, and this is what this is why you've been waiting, kind yeah. of thing. You know, I don't think you can just like have. Not even death can save from me. <laughs> and then four scratch marks go down the screen, you know? Like, I don't think that works. I think uh, you just made the trailer. But, but yeah, what do I know? I mean. <laughs> All right. Well, well I, I would bet you lunch that it's that it somewhat, that whether in some capacity. I'll take that bet. Diablo 4 will be announced at BlizzCon. I'll take that bet. In and out? Yeah. Number one? Well. Double double with fries yeah. and a drink? Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. Done. Okay. Okay, because uh, no either bet. way, we get to go to internet. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Even if I lose, I it's, win. It's win-lose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, win-win. Finally win, this lose. week, March's NPD sales figures have been released. And, I mean, these are always fun, but more than ever nowadays, we have to add the context that NPD is just not a complete picture right. of sales with everything going so much more digital and the first parties yeah. Selling so much through their own storefronts, Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo. So put it put it in context for them. What MPD actually? So it's tracks. mostly retail sales. Yes. Right. So yeah. that's there are some digitals that report into this. Right, but not but all. Yeah. It's a, so consider it kind of a snapshot, like a a sample size mm-hmm. that 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 is a reasonable uh, approximation of of the overall sales positioning and and sales metrics of right. the games industry on a month by month basis. So for March. We have at number one, Tom Clancy's The Division Part Deux. Part Deux? Yes. Uh, just like it's the best-selling game across Hot all shots. platforms. Yeah. The sixth largest launch month ever for Ubisoft, which is pretty good considering, you know, they, they do fall launches for Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. And, their, you know, Rainbow Six Siege had a big launch. I'm sure that's probably one of the six. But, uh, yeah, good stuff for The Division too. And, hey, well-deserved. You know, they... They really uh, quietly just went about their business, and you know they went. They built the first division up to you know 1.8. Really is where things seem to yeah. to really uh, get great for that game, and then they carried that. Again, they didn't get the hype that Anthem got, but they just they came right along, and they, as James Duggan was in here talking about when the game came out, Division Two is just a rock solid. Shared world shooter. Yeah. And it uh, did good. I have just such an affinity for Ubisoft. And if you listen to podcasts unlocked, you're probably sick of me talking about Ubisoft and in the regard of I think they're probably of the big four, the most exciting publisher going right now. Well, they take the most I think it's I would argue they take the most creative risks. And so I would agree with you. A hundred percent. I mean <clears throat> I don't think any other publisher, EA's kind of been dipping into it with their originals program, but that's more sourcing other developers. Whereas, you know, like Ubisoft's Reflection Studio makes cool little things that like grow home or grow up that you've never, uh, that you'd never expect a big publisher to like take a chance on. Yes. Um, But in addition to that, not only do they cover, yeah, there is some open world fatigue for sure, but not only do they cover the big bombastic open world games, they also support their games post-launch in a way that few other publishers ever do. You know, for, when For Honor launched, it was not a, competitively, it was not a great place. Same with Siege, right? It was fine, but it wasn't what it is today. They really have stepped up and shown that 
you know, if something doesn't work, they'll burn it to the ground and rebuild. Yep. Uh, and it, it creates a better sort of not only game, but a community around it as well. Yeah, totally. Uh, rounding it up. So that was the top seller. And then we had uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Well-deserved. Sekiro. Thank you. Uh, MLB 19, the show. Love it. Not a, not an Xbox game, but hey, <laughs> glad. It's, it's the only simulation MLB game that exists. RBI Baseball is not a sim. So uh, I'm what? very glad to see it do well so that Sony hopefully continues to make it. Oh, my God. What, what was the Xbox baseball game that just came out on for like arcade style rbi baseball no it was something else it was super mega baseball oh the unlicensed yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 super mega baseball 2 i would argue is the best simulation baseball game get, you're, you're, because you're fired from this show get out of here uh, you can't fire me I, I, actually i literally <laughs> you, I, I actually in fact could do that I'd, I'd want to see some. I'd want to. I'd want to see some paperwork. <laughs> Don't on <this>. push me. Close <laughs> to the end. <laughs> well done. Lovely reference. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Super Mega Baseball Two uh, was was a lot of fun on Xbox. So if you're looking for a baseball game that isn't the show, check that out. Yeah. It, you can you can almost murder the pitcher with a with a comebacker mm-hmm. on, in that game i've watched you do it yeah i tweeted about it so yeah good to see mlb the show doing well again and then devil may cry five as well and then kingdom hearts three is uh number five now the best selling game of the year so far as well as the best selling game in series history the one before that was not two but one one actually outsold two mm-hmm. and then for the year it goes Kingdom Hearts, The Division 2, Anthem, uh, RE2 Remake, and Red Dead 2, which obviously came out last year. Yeah, and somewhere down that list is GTA 5. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, look for Mortal Kombat 11 to probably bury Crush most all of yeah. them in April, uh, even though it came out at the end of April. That game is a juggernaut, and it's excellent. You heard Destin talk about it last week. So... Uh, that's my. That's your sneak preview for the April NPDs. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, all right. So we're running a little short on time. God, did we do a full show? Yeah, pretty. We're at forty. Yeah, we're past forty-five minutes. We're we, doing good. Yeah, it, it uh, was just going to be a, a quick one because it was just us, and here you, we are. Do you want the loot box without the uh, your competitors here, or rather the competitors uh, uh, unlock block trivia? Or would you? Do you want to take the gentlemanly route and and wait for them to return next week? I mean, it's up to you. We can only we only have time for one. Yeah, we could probably do one or the other. Let's just do the loot box. Oh, the loot box. All right. Well, we have a uh, Colin from Albany, New York, writes in. This is a good question. I think he says, if you had to give the current generation of consoles, which we kind of were kind of talking about with the sports conversation earlier, if you had to give the current generation of consoles a definitive characteristic, what would it be? For example. He says, I might consider the last generation, meaning the 360 generation, <clears throat> the online generation. That's a generation. great question, yeah. Uh, We've so talked about this before yeah. on the show as well. So he, sa- he, he says, uh, he, first off, he, he kind of nominates this generation as the games as a service, the gas generation. Uh, and then <laughs> also he, he says, suggests maybe secondarily to that, the remaster generation. Mm. So wh- where are you leaning on this? You think either of those, or does something else come to mind, or you know, a defining trait? I don't know that I would. I would necessarily consider this the remaster, re-release generation. I think the first part of it was for sure. It you was. Could say it same. was you almost could, disgusting. You could in the say first the same couple of years for a lot of generations, though, right? No, 
Yeah. Yeah. It was it was taken to a whole Sure, there level. was an art in it. Yeah, okay. I, I, I No, I'm not talking I, that wasn't a compliment. Oh, I'm I not see. talking about like Resident Evil 2. In the, those the first two-ish years mm-hmm. of the Xbox One generation, it was there were so many remakes and remasters. Yeah, but half of them were Capcom, so <laughs> that is true. Whereas the last generation, the 36 generation, we've talked about this a million times, Capcom was delivering a ton of amazing original content. I don't not, know, man. And not pooping out remasters. It's super easy to look in the <laughs> in the past. You know, and, and with rose tinted glasses, I I think, I don't know. I feel like this practice happens a lot. I I bought a a number of remastered games on my PS3. I know that. Um, sorry, I'm moving around. Uh, it's, I don't. This generation. I, so I've thought about this. I I agree. I think the Xbox 360 and the PS3 sort of ushered in not only the standardized HD. Uh, sort of benchmark, but also the online integration as well. Yes. Xbox Live, that's where it came into its own. Same with you know PSN. Um, for this generation, that's a that's a great question. I by the end of it, I'm I'm looking at it as sort of the yeah probably games as service or I'm trying to think of like what 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 did the consoles bring to the generation rather than what did developers sort of like well yeah I don't, you don't necessarily have to look at it that way like I, so for me i i would say i would actually take colin's answer and just tweak it a tad i think this is the just uh the service generation mm-hmm. whereas not just the oh, that's, games that's as a pretty service, all-encompassing yeah game pass yep uh you know huge that, that i think game pass itself will with some with five years of hindsight, yes. we get into the Scarlet Generation, will be looked back on at, as a as a definitive high point of this generation uh, across PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I know it's unfortunate that Sony hasn't brought anything similar quite yet. They will, they have to. I mean, they, but they, I think I think the so these they the service generation. I, yeah, I I think that's good too. I think I'd probably define it a little differently and call it the economy generation or like sort of the infrastructure generation where they are building you don't see each each sort of developer each each first party uh is put like build, putting more bricks on the wall right. around their garden Do you, does that make sense like they are they are uh making it more enticing to stay with get off own, my lawn their unless own you're paying ecosystem. me exactly so yeah i i would call it the yeah, I, I like that. I, I think the economy or the service generation. Cynically, I know there are probably listeners out there right now yelling at their whatever device they're listening to, yelling at us going, it's the microtransaction generation. And you know what? You, you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't be, be wrong. wrong at all. Uh, but I, I would... I think I'm going to take a slightly more optimistic look. <laughs> I think, yeah, just the Focus on the services. Positive. So what... Yes, games as a service. Yeah. Uh, certainly the, the, the loot, the... The loot shooters and, and and the and the you know just general games you know uh, every, everything's a game as a service everything has a long tail uh, but and but the consoles themselves too with with the likes of Game Pass and now I like that actually yeah. I mean I think that service as a word is a nice umbrella because microtransactions play directly into it yeah. part of a service is finding ways to continue to monetize these games that you play um, so yeah I like that we'll call this the service generation we did it. Good stuff, Colin in Albany, New York. Thank you for that question. We'll get back to the (laughs) Unlock Block trivia next week when we've got a full complement of participants. Do I get three answers since I'm the only one here? Sure, why not? Okay. I make the rules. I do whatever I want. A, B, and D. 
Yeah. <laughs> watch it. Watch, it, you, watch, <laughs> watch it, you get it wrong. That'd be great. Uh, I so win. I do still need good. I always need good trivia questions, though. If uh, if you do want to send anything in, un, it's unlocked at IGN.com. Send in your trivia question with uh, four multiple choice answers in your email and note the correct one. Same thing. And then with the with the loot box, just send in whatever question you'd like to pose to us for the loot box section. All right. Time to roll. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. You can find me on Twitter at DMC <laughs> underscore Ryan. New Unfiltered next week. So you'll see who the guest is there. It is a developer with Xbox ties, mm-hmm. not just Xbox. They've uh, had an interesting history, to say the least. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen for that next week. I'll, I'll try to remember next week to just Trojan horse it into the end of the next week's episode again. Another three-hour episode. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I like my it. Show. I do whatever I want. Dude, t- I'm, not, I'm not criticizing. <laughs> Take full advantage of your platform. Just put it out on Twitter. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Brandon Tyrell. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. And thank you very much for tuning in. Fantastic, my friends. We will see you all next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.